All right. Uh, the Conmen podcast will start in one minute, and we'll explain who we are and what we do and all that stuff. But we got to uh, throw some love to our sponsor, the U.S. Army. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to do that than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, the Army is where all of that can happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win. Ask yourself, what's your warrior? And go to GoArmy.com to find out. Or text A-O-E-E to GoArmy.com to learn more. Ever wonder how a Comic-Con comes together? Here are two guys that know because it's what they do every day. It's the Con Men Podcast. Now for another mediocre podcast attempt, it's Greg Adams and Puff. All right, there we go. It's Con Men Podcast. Uh, Greg Adams over here, Puff over there. We are brought to you by the U.S. Army, as uh, we just talked about there. GoArmy.com. We are a podcast that basically came together as a couple of guys who uh, usually work on a daily basis, putting together a Comic-Con. That kind of got blown up. Yeah, we're not doing that right now. Yeah, well, uh, now... Well, I mean, kind of, but... We are, uh, because we do have 2021 dates set right now. We will be back with GeekCon in Shreveport, Louisiana, August 13th through 15th of 2021. We've already announced uh, Lou Ferrigno will be appearing, uh, and and we do have more guests coming. We will announce those down the road, Uh, but for right now, Lou Ferrigno is our only announced guest. uh, I thought we had one more. Oh, well, one of our guests spoiled it himself. Did he? Yeah. I didn't see that. Ming Chen. Did he? Again? Yeah, he's been putting it out there ever since we canceled the first time. Oh, okay. Well, so there you go. Ming Chen (laughs) from AMC's Comic Book Men will also be joining us. Uh, We can make that kind of announcement. He was the first announcement I think we made for 2020 back in 2019 because I think he did the same thing. Yeah, probably. Ming is a... Here's a little secret about Ming Chen. If you have a secret, do not tell him. He is a very excitable young man. Yes, Uh, he is. He was a lot of fun. We ran into him in uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it? Oh, that was last year, right? I'm, it I'm was not... literally last Halloween. Yeah. Okay. I was, it was Halloween no, weekend. Was it, was it Halloween weekend? Yeah, no, because I, I, I went Halloween. to New Orleans for the whole week. So it was the weekend before Halloween. It was Halloween weekend. I just went there for the whole week. No, there the wasn't that much Halloween stuff going on down oh, there. Oh, yes, there was. You obviously were not looking for the vampire parties and the other festivities that were happening around town because I certainly saw those every night of the week when I was out. Oh, man, did 2020 break my brain that bad? Probably. It broke my soul. I think it broke everyone's soul at this point, uh, which is actually something that we'll get into here in a minute uh, more about... More cha- bad news. It's kind of bad news. It's It's terrible news it's it's not terrible all right we'll debate whether it's terrible or bad uh coming up in a few (laughs) minutes but there's there's one other thing that we should touch on uh actually it's a couple of things same things we talked about last week uh thank you to everyone who came out to excalibur uh on east 70th and shreveport excalibur comics last weekend michael golden the co-creator of rogue from x-men uh stopped by signed a bunch of stuff uh, did some art for some folks. It was a, a cool little event, and hopefully we'll see more of that over the next few weeks Fingers or crossed. months. Um, then we have our big sci-fi trivia night coming up next weekend, Saturday, October 17th. I'll be hosting that. Uh, we went through some of the rehearsals for it. Uh, if you want to get a team signed up, we have links at geekcon.com 
and on the GeekCon mobile app. It's all to benefit the Food Bank of Northwest Louisiana. Uh, and, and there are a lot of prizes on the line, including some GeekCon stuff, so uh, go ahead and hop online to look into more details on that. And while you're there, check out the details on the Bossier City Farmer's Market Halloween morning Farmer's Market. We've teamed up with them to uh, find a way to trick-or-treat in a... Uh, a safer way I don't want to say safer way because I'm still one of those people that thinks if I can go through a drive-thru and someone can hand me a bag of food then you can hand candy to somebody like that I, I just I don't well that may be safe this might be safer yeah it's it's outdoors it's the regular farmer's market which has been safe over the summer everyone's been fine to go get their cucumbers and salsas and everything so that regular farmer's market's going to be happening but there will be trick-or-treating at the same time so while you're going to you know get your salsa the kid can also get some candy you can dress up in your costumes come hang out we'll be down there with geekon swag and prizes uh that is halloween morning Pierre Beaujemont. And I bet they got the good stuff there. They, I, bet, I bet they got good people that give out full-size candy bars. That's all I'm saying. I don't know about that. I'm not going to confirm nor deny. That's what we'll be doing at my house, as the tradition has always been. Decent uh, humans give full-size candy bars, and the Bozier Farmer's Market people are decent humans. Uh, don't That's put that on. Don't put that on Ricky Bobby. Don't put that on them. Uh, but literally at my house, we've done full-size candy bars since we lived in Wisconsin. So it's probably been a decade that we've invested in full-size candy bars. Uh, what's your address? No, I'm not, I'll be there in a mask. Not here, not now. Uh, okay, so those are some of the things that we've got going on over the next couple of weeks. You can find all the details to them online, uh, geekcon.com and also on the Geekcon mobile app, which hopefully you've already downloaded. Uh, maybe we'll be... If not, get it in the app store right now. Like, well, we, right we, now. We've got an opportunity to do some contesting on there that we haven't really utilized. Uh, maybe we should look into doing some of that over the next couple of weeks, too. Sure, maybe we'll do, we'll do some Christmas stuff, maybe. Um, ho, ho. Okay. Hey, speaking of that, before we get into this movie topic, did you watch that trailer for Fat Man? I have not. I've if been you busy. Have, I have a job to do. If you haven't seen the trailer for Fat Man, I don't want to spoil a whole lot. But just get onto YouTube. Pause this right now. Pause your podcast. Go to YouTube. Unless you're driving. Do not go to YouTube while driving. Okay, sorry. I, I forgot about the driving aspect. I'm so excited about the movie Fat Man. I don't want to spoil any of it. I don't even want to tell you who's in it. I just want to tell you, this is going to be a great movie, and it might save 20... Okay, nothing can save 2020. <laughs> but if this gets released in 2020, it'll at least... If, if it gets... Re well, I think it's going to be... I, I kind of think it's a, a streaming service movie, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyways... Go to YouTube, search for Fat Man Trailer, and watch it. All right, now, uh, the main topic. Well, this, we got two co-headlining topics today. The co-main topic brought to you by the U.S. Army. Oh, do, should I? GoArmy.com. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I've got the U.S. Army has stuff that they pay us to say for them. So we're going to say exactly <laughs> what they want <laughs> said, right? It doesn't matter. GoArmy.com. That's all you need to know. You interested? Go there. You'll get it. details. Right, we'll, do, we'll do the full one. It, when we're done with this topic. Um, but this is up online at geekcon.com as well. You can go read this. It's on the Geekcon mobile app. Uh, Marvel and DC are going to have a ridiculous amount of movies that they need to release in a two-year period. Yep. Especially the MCU because it's all interconnected. It's all tied together. Yeah, with their TV shows, which are ready to go, that they're also sitting on. So they have to continue to release these in the proper order and when they delay one thing like Black Widow, it then delays a bunch of other movies. 
And this is creating a, a an accordion domino effect that is really going to impact the movie industry more than it already has. I mean, we're talking about two of the top three movie companies in the country are shut down right now. Yeah, everyone's literally got stacks of movies that they could put out any day, and they're just sitting on them because they don't want to lose their uh, lo- lose everything they got invested. I mean, I I gotta I gotta kind of be honest before we get really into the movie discussion right now. Like, this is just another industry that's about to be destroyed if we don't figure something out. Like, if we don't fast track even faster one of these vaccines, if we don't do something, I, we're we're coming from an angle of a an event. We're we're part of an event company and there are a lot of other event companies and not just the companies but the people who work events there are people who their job is around events and not just in comic cons but music in expos in all sorts of live events people who work at sports arenas like we're at a position right now where people have not been able to work for 10 months it hasn't quite been in some parts of the country. It's been ten months. Yeah, it's been at least six to seven for most of us, but some of them have been more. And and you're talking about the concert industry completely being destroyed, and there there being no life preserver there. The movie industry is being destroyed. No life preserver there. Uh, our Comic Con industry has been completely dismantled and destroyed. And honestly, there's there's no big stimulus assistance that's coming. Uh, they're they're not really they're playing patty cake with vaccines. That we're in a position right now where where things need to something needs to happen, because if we look forward to this list of movies that we're going to talk about, and we really need to discuss that some of these are in a time frame where if they do what they say they're going to do with a vaccine, that that these are going to be crossed off again, and if they keep getting crossed off, then the movie industry is I mean. It's not like there's unlimited money. Marvel and Disney, it's still not like they have unlimited money. No. In fact, uh, what was it? Uh, due to COVID and having to shut down the parks and not re-releasing movies and blah, blah, blah. For like the first time in 30 years or something, Disney posted a loss. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this is we're looking at this from a haha funny movie standpoint, a good time standpoint. But this is serious stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was it, uh, Regal or one of the big movie chains uh, said, hey, we got to shut down because we can't afford to keep operating right now. Two of the three big ones. After uh, James Bond got postponed from Christmas because they were counting on like, all right, that's going to bring in enough money where we can stay afloat and keep people employed. They had to lay everybody back off. And this, it doesn't look good right now. The FDA wants a two-month pause after a vaccine is done. And if you put a two-month pause in there, you're pretty much trashing the first half of 2021, which is it's it, it's not good right now. Um, but here is what we have. This is online at geekcon.com. You can see this list if you uh, if you want to take a look at it yourself and really try to sort this through. Uh, these are the movies that have already been delayed and their new release dates, which I have a feeling most of these will, again, get a new release date. Or just get put on video on demand so they get some return on them. Which at investment. this point, I would I would love for some of these to, to have that done with because the number one movie that's on this list, the next in line, is Wonder Woman 1984. It is currently scheduled to be released on Christmas Day of this year. I would say that that's highly unlikely right now. Oh, yeah. After I, th- I thought it was going to happen until James Bond pulled the plug, and it's like, okay, why would, why would Warner Brothers put out Wonder Woman? Now, here's the thing about 1984. This movie has already been delayed a dozen times. This uh-huh. movie should have been released back in 2019. This movie has had hiccup after hiccup after hiccup, 
And I think that a lot of those early postponements have just shot it in the foot to the point now where you've already – your your entire marketing campaign as far as uh, toys and your, your restaurant tie-ins and all of that stuff, it's already gone. It's spent. It's happened. The toys are already on clearance in store shelves. Like – Everything that you would try to ride into a successful blockbuster film is gone. So at this point, why not just release it video on demand? And if they have to push it back from December 25th into 2021, what's the purpose? What's the point? I don't I I was hyped to see the next Wonder Woman movie because it's the one franchise in the connected DC universe. What? What do you give me that look about? No, don't. Continue your thought, please. It's the one franchise in the DC Connected Universe that seemed to have that glimmer of hope that you were going to maybe be able to build a big Connected Universe, and now you're just kind of wasting it. So what was that look about? No, 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 just you trashing DC. It's all right. Let's keep moving on. No, it's it's the DCE, the, the, the Connected Universe they attempted to make. They delayed the movies too long. They, the, the Snyder Cut should have come out when people first asked for it. There were so many opportunities that they had, they just squandered it along the way. Now, when they do The Joker and Batman and Suicide, I like Suicide Squad, when they do some of the more standalone films, they get it right a little bit more. But this interconnected universe trying to duplicate what Marvel has done, they just keep shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. Well, and Wonder Woman 1984 is just another example. They victim of circumstance, just like everyone else. Because what? we're going to get the Marvel on this list, who's also just uh, Right, no, screwed. no, no. I'm, I'm saying that the problem with 1984 was that they had opportunities to release it before, and they chose to delay it on their own. And if they would have released it on the initial release date, we wouldn't have these issues right now. But they chose to delay it into a situation where now it's going to be delayed for an additional three years. And it was the one glimmer of hope they had. I mean, okay, go back and think about Wonder Woman. What year was Wonder Woman released? 2017. 2017. So you're going to have a movie that's going to be released five, a sequel five to six years after the original. That's what it's looking like, buddy. And if you, we're lucky. You want to defend that? I mean, what are you going to do? All right. So next on the list is Morbius, which is currently scheduled for March 19th, 2021. Have they even finished filming that yet? I think they have because they released the produced trailer. Well, they released the produced trailer of the Batman that's still going. Well, yeah, but not like a teaser trailer. They released like a full trailer. Uh, I do believe the Morbius movie is all done. Yeah, because Jared Leto's back with his cult. So, <laughs> like, that movie's all set and ready to roll out. But And that's going to be one of them. That is supposed to be the connective tissue between the Sony Spider-Verse or Venom-Verse and the Marvel MCU Spider-Verse. There's also a new development in the Spider-Man movie. Which which one? Because I'm I've got one on the list to get to. Uh, the, the, whatever the new Spider-Man movie that's go- coming out uh, is supposedly allegedly going to have heavy Doctor Strange influence, and uh, him and Peter Parker are gonna go uh, surfing the multiverse. Well, that would seem about right, and that would lay out about right for what we have right now. Um, all right, but the Morbius movie is the one where at the end of the trailer we see Michael Keaton's Vulture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that appears to be the connective tissue. Uh, Black Widow is now scheduled for May 7th of 2021, and that is l- all right here. Wonder Woman 1984 has already wasted all of their built-in marketing with toys and all of that stuff. So is Black Widow. 
Black Widow's toys are already on clearance. The whole thing is already gone. Characters have toys out that that we were going to see for the first time in the movie that they held back on the... You know how they they send out like the toy previews, mm-hmm. but they like black out one character so you can't see what Taskmaster is going to look like in the movie. But now we've seen the Taskmaster toys. We know what he's going to look like in the movie. So that's kind of been spoiled. Uh, there are some people who feel like the toys and some of the, the marketing stuff have revealed portions of the movie and they understand what's going to happen now. So what's the point in not releasing that on video on demand? That's a good question. I, you know, I don't know how much money they stand to lose and how that would affect the production of future movies. The, I, to me, let me, let me float this idea past you. Disney Plus did the Mulan thing where you already have to pay your Disney Plus subscription and then $30 to rent the movie. What if that number wasn't $30? What if that number was like $10? Bucks? You, you've got your Disney Plus, and then they say, hey, for 10 bucks this Friday you can watch black widow are, are you in on like a ten dollar bump probably not for, for not for mulan for black widow i would pay 10 to 20 bucks oh so 20 dollars like so they said 30 dollars for black widow are you thinking about that i would i would consider 30 bucks see Just, I did, 30 to me like that's one of those lines like for I'm, the convenience of me not having to pay 25 to 40 dollars for snacks at the movie theater I think that's an even trade off. I love I, I pay for the experience at the theater. I love the the theater aspect. I don't care how much it costs me at the theater, and I'm probably the reason that it keeps getting more expensive because I just slap the money down <laughs> when I get to go. Um I do too, but there is something to be said for being able to relax in your underwear in your favorite chair with your favorite snacks that you didn't have to, you know, auction off your first child to pay for. Uh, I use the second child. The first child's actually contributing to the family. Uh Sorry, that's inappropriate. That was I, I didn't mean that. Uh, okay, so Black Widow, May of 2021. June 25th, 2021, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And I believe this one is already done filming and post-production and everything and ready to go as well. This is the Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy carnage introduction into the Tom Hardy Venom-verse yep. on the Sony side. So... Is there a possibility that that Morbius movie not only ties to Michael Keaton's Vulture in the MCU, but does Morbius tie to Carnage and Venom in the same movie? I mean, anything is possible at the moment, so... But we may never find out. Who who knows? But that's another one of those, like, Morbius needs to be released before Venom, and I'm sure Morbius needs to be released by whatever next MCU movie involves Spider-Man, which is likely not... Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that's slated for July 9th of 2021. I'm not sure if that's done. I think I that was... Even, I don't even know if they started filming that. Yeah, that was actually one of the first ones that got back to filming after COVID. Because oh, so. I saw some of the soundstage stuff they were doing with that movie. Um, so I know that that one has been moving along and will likely be done, but will we have theaters to be able to <laughs> watch that movie in? Uh, Suicide Squad, which a lot of people got really hyped for as they released the uh, trailers a couple of weeks ago. Actually, that's been about a month ago now. Uh, August 6th of 2021 is the current theoretical date for that. Um, My hope, and of course our event is in August of next year, my hope is that by August we'll be back on our feet. But even with some of these tentative dates, I don't think Suicide Squad is tied to any of the movies that we've listed before this. 
So I don't think they'll be impacted by a delay of another movie. But something like Shang-Chi will possibly be influenced by a delay to Black Widow. Uh, Venom may be influenced by a delay to Morbius. You know, you see how the, like, dominoes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, Eternals is scheduled to come out November 5th of 2021. That's supposed to be the big next explosion in the MCU. Yep. I don't I think that's done. I'm pretty sure that's done. There were some of these that were midway, there were some of them that were just starting. I who who can keep up? Uh Spider-Man 3, December of 2021. You you had some what well, what all did you see about this? That uh Doctor Strange is sort of going to take the Tony Stark mentor role. And uh, him and Peter Parker are going to be cruising through the multiverse, which is why they're bringing back Jamie Foxx and some of the other previous iterations of Spider-Man. That would make a lot of sense, uh, considering that they did kind of share moments in some of the Endgame movies. Um, I guess I can see that, and Spider-Man would be good connective tissue to a lot of other aspects of the MCU, uh, or or what you could bring into the MCU. You're talking about one of the biggest names in Marvel's roster. Well, but a guy who's been, he's crossed over into the Fantastic Four world, he's crossed mm-hmm. over into the X-Men world. Uh, it, it, that could be the kind of character that, through something like the Multiverse of Madness, you could suddenly have a bunch of new characters entering uh, the MCU. I think a lot of people pointed to Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness as the opportunity to do that. They might just shell game us, and it might end up being the Spider-Man movie if it comes out first. Which uh, is still up in the air. We might not see any of this stuff till 2023, if ever. Right. Uh, or it, it Disney Plus and all our subscriptions will go up. Um, so this is... Kind of just look at these dates and how close these are, though. Eternals in November, and then Spider-Man 3 in December, and then Thor Love and Thunder in February of 2022. So like boom boom boom, three Marvel movies right in a row, and that's if Black Widow doesn't get pushed back, which then could cause more things to get pushed back and scrunched up. Uh this one hurts my heart. Batman, The Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Pushed back again March 4th, 2022. Yeah. I felt like it was going to be pretty perfect in October of 2021. I thought it was going to be beautiful. And the fact that, like you said, we've already seen a lot of what's shot. We know that a lot of this movie is already ready to go. Robert Pattinson had the COVID scare, and then we all heard that they got back on set and started working like ASAP. So we know that they're actively making this film right now. And we know that some of it's already been produced. And they, well, they had all that time off to do the post production on what's already been shot. So what would be the delay forecasting 12 months away that it won't be ready? They, I know they were doing a lot of filming overseas. There could be places that, for key scenes that they just can't get into. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that around the world that's still just completely shut down. Like you can't get in the countries. You can't do this. Who, who knows? They might be waiting for a payday to finish being able to pay everybody. That is true too. That I didn't think about the payment part. That's, I mean, there's a lot of things at work that COVID is just screwed up from top to bottom. Also in March of 2022 on the current schedule is Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. We talked about that quite a bit. Um, 
And that's definitely one that will have to have these other movies released ahead of time because yep. that's going to be a culmination of a lot of things. The other two that the MCU has on schedule for 2022, one of them I honestly don't think is going to happen. Black Panther. Black Panther 2 is currently yeah. scheduled for May 6th. Uh, the tragedy with Chadwick Boseman will, I think, take that movie off the shelf unless there is a plan being written into um, one of these other movies, The Multiverse of Madness or something, where you retcon Eric Killmonger and you bring Michael B. Jordan back and you find a way to... Uh, that might be the one COVID blessing where this tragedy happened, but they have a way to pay tribute to uh, Chadwick and figure some stuff out because they were in the middle of they were like getting ready to shoot before well, his death. no they were they were still well, pre-production writing figuring they were, stuff yeah they out, were writing uh they weren't quite to the point of filming yet but they do have because it's comic book movies we see it in comic books all the time uh which is why like in the infinity war movie when everyone spoiler alert turns to dust <laughs> uh a lot of us knew well hold on that doesn't mean what you think it means we're comic book fans this isn't over yet. Uh, and and there will... I mean, Black Panther is such an important and integral franchise mm -hmm. that I feel like there has to be a way to keep it going. And I think Marvel is the type of company and Kevin Feige is the type of guy who can find a way to honor Chadwick Boseman and continue that franchise because it's that important. So I don't know if that's Michael B. Jordan. I know in the comic books uh, at one time uh, his sister became. Shuri. Yep. So that could be the way they go. Because she already was playing with the gloves and stuff in yeah. the first movie. So eh. there, there are possibilities there. But at this point, I, I mean, there's a lot of unknown here. So I, I could say that I don't see it happening. But whatever. Uh, and Captain Marvel two, July eighth of twenty twenty two. Brie Larson seems like kind of a free spirit type individual. I don't know if she's going to be willing to commit herself to that kind of time frame uh, where she might want to do other things, explore other projects and opportunities. Uh, she was very important into the Infinity War story, but I don't know if she's an integral part moving forward. Yeah, and if she does decide to bail, they've already got the other version of Miss Marvel set to go for a... Uh a uh, TV uh, Disney Disney Plus. Disney so if Plus, if she goes away, they can easily switch those out. Yeah. So, so they got. We're not even including like the the streaming stuff, the Disney Plus stuff on here, which I'm sure will impact all of this and will have to be adjusted accordingly. So, all right. Uh, enough of that. We'll get to another question in a second, real quick. Want to uh, thank our sponsor, the U.S. Army. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to do it than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventures across the globe, the Army is where all of it can happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win. Ask yourself, what's your warrior? And go to GoArmy.com to find out more. Text A-O-E-E -E to GoArmy.com to learn more. All right, and I lost my other sheet. Let's go ahead and I remember what it is. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> it's a question I asked you at the end of last week, and the question was, who is the superhero or the comic book character? It doesn't necessarily have to be a superhero. Who is the comic book character that you initially didn't like but you warmed up to? There are several, and pretty much all of them are DC characters, oddly enough. 
I have some DC characters, but my main one is Marvel. Interesting. Uh, I actually do have a listener uh, answer, though. Jeffrey listened to uh, last week's uh, podcast and said, Superman. I hated soups until I read All-Star Superman. I still hate Superman, but I'm glad someone likes him. I haven't read All-Star Superman, so I can't say whether or not that would change my opinion, but I also am not a Superman guy. Um, I like watching Superman get his ass kicked by Batman. That's the only time I really enjoy Superman. So my my issue with Superman is that he's always been written to be too overpowered, and the only thing holding him back is that he's emo. Yep. And then he's always written to like suddenly have the exact power necessary for this exact moment that he's never used before and will never use again, and it just so happens to work right here. You mean like reversing time? But not fully reversing time, just like yeah, th- those type of things. Um, that I I don't I don't really like Superman. I understand what he means for like the overall comic book universe, and and comic books wouldn't be what they were without him. That kind of stuff. I get all of that. I just don't like reading Superman books. Like I said, him getting the pounded in a hush, beautiful. But uh, otherwise, eh, I can so- live without him. So he's a DC character. You said all yours are DC. Who else you got? Green Lantern. I hated it at first. Grew on me. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Green Arrow, I also was not fond of. And then he grew on me. Flash was another one. I just, yeah. And then, you know, I kind of started reading more and seeing him appear in different stories. And it's like, eh, that guy's not so bad. Flash is always, Flash is like the DC version of Hulk where I feel like he's always better in someone else's story than in his own. That is fair. That is fair. I, th- I take that. Well, no, yeah, because Flash has like the Flashpoint storyline where it was actually really cool, and Hulk had World War Hulks, which was really cool. Um, but for the most part, I think that they work better as supporting characters. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, and one other one, that uh, Spectre. I don't think I'd have an opinion formed one way or the other. He was just one of those characters that were like, eh, who cares? And then I read a few certain stories, especially when it comes to Constantine and Swamp Thing and that like dark universe. And I was like, you know what? Spectre's kind of a badass. I like it. I just don't have a... I don't have an opinion one way or another, nor have I ever. Um... I do have a couple of DC ones. I think you're right with Green Lantern because uh, I remember trying to read some of the Kyle Rayner stuff and, and the guy got... But, like, I never really got Green Lantern until Blackest Night, and I still think that the Blackest Night arc is one of the greatest comic book arcs of all time. Um, which, also, I didn't I didn't hate Dead Man, but Blackest Night really makes me like Dead Man. Um, Dead Man's great. Uh, Neil Adams had a run on Dead Man that was just fantastic. The other, uh, the other DC character that really sticks out to me is Aquaman. Aquaman, because Aquaman was a giant joke, and then I want to say it was it was New Fifty Two. I don't remember who was writing it. My gut wants to say it was Jeff Johns, but I don't think it was. Actually, I think you might be right. Um. But there were a lot of panels where, like, people were making jokes about him talking to Fisher stuff, something like that. 
And he was just freaking out and having to remind him, not freaking out, but he was getting agitated and would take time to remind people that he was a demigod. That just because he was out of the ocean didn't mean that he wasn't stronger than anyone in the room outside of maybe Superman. And that, that his powers still existed. Um, and he was, he was written as a badass for like the first time I ever saw it. Uh, so New 52 Aquaman really got me onto Aquaman. Um, but the character that really, I think the entire reason that we asked this question last week was my change of heart on Captain America. Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns was the writer on yep. it. Uh, see, and they, and some people accuse me of not being a real geek or a real nerd, whatever. Um, Captain America was a character and it's probably influenced by the crappy Rex Brown Captain America movie that I watched when I was a kid. Uh, (laughs) Oh God, I forgot about that. But I never really got Captain America. I I understood like the super soldier, but like when I was a kid too, a lot of the information that I got, and and this is going to sound dumb, but I'm sure there's somebody who's listening who feels this way. I wasn't reading every single comic book that came out. I didn't have access. I lived an hour and a half away from the nearest comic book store. Most of my uh, comic books I got were through the mail, through subscriptions that my, my aunt would get me. So I wasn't reading everything, but I was learning a lot about these characters that I wasn't reading about through the old Marvel trading cards where they would have information about the character on the back and they would have like their power rating graph with the old Marvel core power stats. And I would learn a lot about characters there. And I remember reading about Captain America and and the information provided was that his enhanced abilities were that of a peak Olympic athlete. And I just thought like, if I'm if I'm to believe Ooh, yeah, that, that is a bad way to describe him. But is but like what are the limitations of his powers? Is that what he really is or is he superhuman? Can he actually lift a car and throw it or can he run faster than a motorcycle? Like what are the real limitations of Captain America's powers? And for me, that was very important to who he was because if he's fighting all of these supervillains that have otherworldly strength or abilities and Captain America is able to go toe to toe. He wasn't Batman. He wasn't the world's greatest detective and wasn't outsmarting people punch by punch. He was just a dude who was like a really good guy who now can run fast and lift weights. So that was where my issues were. He, a lot of the Superman problem, like, Oh, suddenly he's able to do this just because he's in this position. Suddenly he can pick up a car and throw it because this particular thing needs him to be able to do that. Otherwise he wouldn't, uh, you know, Captain America dies, which eventually he would kind of sort of nobody dies in comics. Um, But I came around to him when and I'm trying I don't want to screw this up. I think it's Ed Brubaker. Ed Brubaker's run on Captain America. I yes, yes. The Trial of Captain America, picked, Winter Soldier. Picked up some of those books Ooh. only because somebody that I trusted at my comic book shop told me, hey, if you're into this, you're going to like this. And I kind of think it was maybe Old Man Logan was what I was into that they were like, oh, if you're into that, you'll like this. And and I started reading the cat and I laughed. I was like, Captain America, I hate Captain America. There's no way I'm going to read Captain America. And I started reading it and realized, 
holy crap, this Captain America is phenomenal. Yes. Uh, because it became more of Steve Rogers, the man, than Captain America, the hero. And I was way more into that. So we went a lot longer than I thought we were. By the way, that. before we move on to this, because you mentioned Ed Brubaker, and you know I'm a huge fan. If you are looking for some reading material because you are still locked up at the house with nothing to do, read the Ed Brubaker run on Daredevil. It's absolutely oh. incredible. Let me, let me stop you. Let me stop you. Hold on. That's a brilliant thing that we can talk about next week. Uh, uh, quarantine weekend reading list. Well, okay. We can come up with just, I mean, you've got I some I just ideas. wanted to run through Ed Brubaker. Right. Uh, okay, well, why don't run through Ed Brubaker and then don't use him next week, but let's come up with some uh, some stories that somebody can go out and get like an omnibus or like some trades and read through maybe something they haven't read before. Yeah, uh, good stuff. We can do that. I will make a list because I'm always about uh, 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 trying to spread some love and new information around. But Ed Brubaker, definitely read Gotham Central. Uh, uh, about the Gotham Police Department. It's absolutely fantabulous and, and is run on Daredevil. Check those two things out. You will not be disappointed. I can probably go find some Ed Brubaker stuff uh, that I enjoy beyond Captain America 2 because I know his name has appeared on some of the other books. Oh, that God, his independent stuff of just like the weird like crime noir uh, uh, books that he does are just fantastic. Uh, uh, Fatal was one that was great. Um, fade out was fan, uh, wonderful, uh, criminal. Yeah. Wait, was that criminal was the one that was like optioned for an AMC show and then dropped, right? Or am I thinking uh, of something uh, else? Uh, I believe that was, I believe that was, uh, it might be something else that I'm thinking of, but either way. All right. He had a couple that got picked up and, uh, his, uh, run on Gotham central or whatever the detective version of the Goss uh, Gotham police department. I think it was Gotham central is sort of what the new uh, HBO Max show that is going to uh, be like a prequel to the Batman is going to be based on. I didn't read about that. Yeah, there's a show with Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Really? But it's going to be like Batman Year One oh, in his so, beginning. So it's going to be like the Gotham TV show. Except well done with real wow. actors. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shots fired. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the, this the, week. The, the, the Gotham show had the freaking kid from the OC or wherever that crappy teen drama was. Ben McKenzie, your wife may be hot, but you are not a talented actor, my friend. All right. Jim Gordon's got a mustache, damn it. That will wrap up things for this week as we get irrationally angry about Jim Gordon's mustache or lack thereof. The Conman Podcast is brought to you by the U.S. Army. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, the Army is where all of that can happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation, the world, and to win. Ask yourself, what's your warrior? And go to GoArmy.com to find out or text AOEE to GoArmy to learn more. 